Welcome everybody to Star Chaser Central, a podcast about Charles Hampton music moments and everything in between. Uh, we are not a mogul. I don't think so. I wouldn't call it street rats either, but we'll figure out what we are. Uh, but I am Stick Braxton. And I am Mike D. Jackson. And um, y'all gotta stop being so fucking nice, man. Just gonna say it right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, only reason I'm gonna say that because it might be something in the air, you know, we're coming we're coming to the next month and whatnot. And I feel like some people are just getting a little too mouthy and not the star chasers. Y'all are doing great wonderful but yeah. just other people on social media are getting a little too mouthy and feeling a little too comfortable with stating their own opinions on stuff that nobody asked for so um just 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 saying that right then and there if any of y'all have been dealing with that recently like i have feel free to stick a boot up someone's ass professionally professionally what a start um yes, sir that's Wow. Okay. Um, I I'm <laughs> afraid to ask how you're doing now. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I know I told you a little bit about it a couple of days ago. Long story short, I'll say this. I remember something simple. So this one guy seen a post I had a couple of days ago on Instagram. Took a picture of Scrapple at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. no bro no that's not good for you that's not good bro you don't eat the healthiest you smoke sometimes i see you eat mcdonald's stuff like that and i'm like mm, hey man yeah chill out. chill out i never said i was the healthiest eater never said i was a health guru but chill uh I st- i'm saying it a lot nicer than i did that day but right. it's man because sometimes you're like I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to be nice about it. And then I'm like, all right. So apparently because I wasn't be being my authentic self, usually where I snap on people normally, it's like, ah, they they don't understand that. So here you go. Got it. Uh, it's not Christmas. We're not even close to Christmas, but I see the Christmas sweater. So this is my gift to them. Merry Christmas. Shout out to Becky Lynch. Merry Christmas. For real, for real. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, first off, scrap was delicious. Let's get that out the way immediately. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't okay um yeah sometimes sometimes it's just cool to just keep your opinions to yourself sometimes you know like especially if it's like unwarranted and like there's like no reason for you to respond at all like it's just cool to just just just, just chill out you know just that, that's all that's always a good idea to me i agree that, that's just how i felt how to you know put my two cents out there you know yeah uh but this is this is a this is a uh a interesting and jam-packed episode because we're kind of technically reviewing two tapes um and you know we were originally gonna do it one by one but then you came up with a concept that i thought was amazing and so here we are uh but we are reviewing uh charles hampton as a mogul and as a street rat yes sir so these are two tapes and the reason why we are doing two tapes instead of just one and one so i gave you the idea and i said hey man like charles came out with these around december of 2012 december Christmas time, you know, December 20th. So when he came out with these, one tape has about seven songs, another tape has about 12 songs, mm-hmm. but it's as a mogul and as a street rat. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought of is like, hey, you know, I think about Sonic, Charles Hamilton, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hamilton. So if y'all remember back in the days, recap. So Sonic 3, when it came out in about 94, 
Sonic 3 came out separately, mm-hmm. and also Sonic and Knuckles came out separately. They're supposed to be one big game. Y'all know now, nowadays, when they sell the game together now, it's just Sonic 3 and Knuckles. But they had to split it up because McDonald's and whatnot, they had this deal that had to get done at a certain time. Mm-hmm. But if you play them separately, it, it, it's it's missing something. They're not bad solo, but they're greater together. And I felt the same way about this tape where it's like, I can just listen to one, I can just listen to the other, but I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to listen to this together. So that's why we're that's why we're reviewing them together. Also, you guys, I think you should try and listen to them together. Mm-hmm. I will say this, because of the tapes being, you know, a little bit different than each other, but a little bit similar, you might have a favorite, you might not. I know before when I originally heard it, I had my favorites. I might have changed. I might have changed. I'm not sure yet. I will figure out by the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, when you said it and you were talking about the sign three and and knuckles thing, I was like, oh, that's actually a very good concept. Just you know, especially with tying everything in with you know Charles or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. First of all, the Sonic and knuckles cartridge is one of the greatest cartridges of all time. Just the whole connectivity thing and being able to put like the game in uh, another game on top. Like you know, I used to do the Sonic two plug the Sonic and Knuckles in there. You play Knuckles in Sonic two. And that was so fire to me, bro. I was oh, like, yo, yeah. I, I remember just being a kid like, yo, how did they do this? What, what is going on with these computer chips that's allowing this to happen? Um, but yeah, I like I like the idea of these kind of being like two separate we'll say games in this situation, two separate games and like they were actually meant to be together because it's telling a story or whatever. So once you said that, I was like, well, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it that way because I think that's a, I think that's a more efficient and a more better way or a better way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, If you guys, we, we've all seen, I guess you say double albums, double projects, like, you know, Tupac has all eyes on me, double CD. But I was thinking more of like Nelly. He had Sweat and Suit. One album was Sweat. The other album was Suit. Yeah. You know, for Sweat was just like kind of like the the regular, you know, street Nelly and whatnot, where he would put the 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 songs on that he would have where it's like, oh, this is what you're used to. But then right. the Suit Nelly is kind of like the, the smoother side, the more professional side. Like, I guess you say that might be the mogul side, you know, eventually he put the two albums together and sold them together just as sweatsuit as one CD was well, still a double CD. But right. I say, like, think about it that way, because I know what Charles, it, it, it sucks because a lot of these blog posts Charles used to have explaining these albums. They're, they're, they're going to the, the fact of time. Charles would delete posts and whatnot, mm. delete blogs, make new ones. But I do remember at least what as a mogul, I feel like this is him being like, OK, um, stepping into my you know my suit you know trying to be more professional mm-hmm. at this point in time we're in 2012 so charles has already been out of a deal for some time mm-hmm. he's heard the criticism of hey you need to make better music use better beats be, be an actual studio so i think with him this is his way of replying to be like all right i've heard what you guys said i've heard it i've heard it this this is one side of me being like hey i'm gonna try and give you part of what you want and then on the street rat is I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive, still do what I want to do mm. and try to give the best of both worlds and still wrap it up in, in a nice bow, a nice package or two packages. Cause it is technically two projects, but mm. it, it's, it's a way of Charles trying to cater to everyone and still 
make sense of everything at the same time. Because in 2012, there was no, oh, yeah, he's definitely getting on another label again. Mm-hmm. As fans, we're like, well, this might be it. So if you're going to support him, you got to support him wholeheartedly. Otherwise, you need to just leave and let, let him make the music he wants to make. Yeah. Um, so in, in this, I, I'm kind of like following your lead in this one because I feel like you did a lot more notes. Uh, um, what What's the best way to do this today? Uh, how would you how would you like to proceed? And then we can kind of go. I'll follow however you want to go. OK. All right. So I would say. We can do we can do mobile first and okay. then do street rat. I don't necessarily think that the the order matters too much, but I feel like, you know, just do mobile first because it's the one with the shorter list and then do street rat. Um, also, another thing, guys. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware, as a mogul only has one art album, art cover. And it, like if you look at it, it's like someone with a mask on, and you see like three lines. And the three lines remind me of uh Blueprint Print Three from Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Could be wrong. But on the other album, uh Street Rat, there's two album covers. The two album covers, you see Charles as a child, and then you see Charles being older you know, looking a little messed up and whatnot. Mm. Just a fun fact for you. So the picture as a child, you don't really see it on the album cover, but it's a picture of Charles when he's really young with a picture of Criss Cross. I don't know if you guys remember Criss Cross, the dude from the 90s wearing their clothes backwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's actually one of my favorite groups. My first ever cassette ever. My dad bought me, so. That's crazy. Uh, Criss Cross. (laughs) That's nuts. Yeah. Also, the other picture of Charles, you know, looking a little rough and whatnot. I'm it's a little sketchy on the comments and everything that happened. I I feel that what happened was Charles got jumped. And it's, there's something that happened, some type of altercation. Charles got jumped. He ended up taking a picture and whatnot while he was smoking a cigarette and, and, and everything. But one of those things that we really don't like to talk about as much because we're we're trying to showcase and put a shine and light on Charles's better moments. You know what I mean? So yeah. But those are the backstories for those two two album covers. Just mm-hmm. something that I think you guys would like like and appreciate. So, yeah. but let's start with mobile. I think we should check with that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get there. Um, starts off with, okay. First off, can I ask you a question? When you see when you see the letters in this order, B E Y, what do you say? Beyonce. No, how do you pronounce B E Y? Bay. Right, but like some say B. Like you know what I'm saying? Like which is it? So for me, I'm gonna say Bay just because I guess Beyonce. I'm just gonna pronounce it like that. If, right. If Beyonce wasn't as big as she was, and there was no, you know what? It's crazy because first time I seen B E Y Hive, I'm pretty sure I said Bay Hive. I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, that's that's the Bay Bay Hive. But then I seen the the tweet, the trending topic and tweets were Beyonce. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's probably Beehive now. Right. But for me, when I see it, I think beehive I, I i instantly think b for beyonce it could be Beehive, but anytime with charles we know how charles is about beyonce and whatnot he mentions her a good amount not as much as rihanna but a good amount like beyonce started to slide her way into the conversation well what makes you ask that because i'm trying to figure out how to pronounce the name of the song <laughs> <laughs> hold up let me let me pull up the listing so you got a good point you feel me? Like 
I'm going to assume that it's Bayitis. Nate, like, no way. It's gotta be Bayitis. I you feel me? Like it's crazy. Like first of all, neither one actually sounds like it could be right. So let's just take one. Let's just say Bayitis. Okay. Uh Bayitis, you know what's crazy about this? Because we're talking about Sonic 3, something that's really crazy. Uh the water stage on Sonic 3. Mm-hmm. People don't know how to browse that still. It's been like almost 30 years. So it's either hydrocity zone or a hydro city zone. I'll say hydro city. I think I've been saying hydrocity and I've just been sticking with it. I don't I don't know. People still there, there's no still no real answer, I think. But same thing. So hey man, this this album might be more in tune with Sonic 3 and Knuckles than we thought, man. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> um, what did you think about the opening? All right, with um Beitis. Beitis, however you guys prefer. Actually, yeah. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. You you tell us. You tell us how you feel in the comments yeah. of what how, how are we supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> so with this uh intro, I will say this. I feel like a lot of times Charles has strong intros. Sometimes they're just fun intros, sometimes they might be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like it has a little bit more to be desired. So for me, listening okay. to it, it it was okay. I'm like, eh. My issue is this. Once again, like I told you guys, at this point in time, Charles is fully into the freestyling, fully into the lo-fi sound and whatnot. So there's certain people that aren't going to like it. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. The sound and quality of this tape doesn't bother me. But in this song, I feel like the freestyling is inconsistent. The one thing that I love about Charles, he keeps it real. So mm-hmm. when he's freestyling on these tapes, if he messes up, you know, he's going to keep it. He he might stum- stumble, stutter a little bit, mm-hmm. but he still keeps it. And there's times throughout the song, he kind of picks up the, not picks up the pace, but he kind of picks up the bars where it's like maybe the first minute and a half, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm still getting the feel of it. Mm-hmm. But then he picks it up. Then he kind of loses it again, picks it up. And then, you know, the song's over. And for me, I'm like, it's an okay freestyle if we're going mm-hmm. by freestyle. But I think for me, I'm like, uh, not 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 one of his strongest intro songs. So for me, I'm like, mm, I was a little worried when I first heard this. How about you? Uh, so I'm hmm, I'm not. I think I like it more than you. I think I'm. I think I do like it more than you. Okay. I the I think the the beat is to me the beat like you said the sound quality. I like the sound quality. It's not horrible. Yeah. It's not even bad. Like it's actually. No. It's actually really decent, except for like this one song on here where I'm like, yeah, maybe let's, I, I don't like that one. But this was actually a good quality for me as far as compared to other lo-fi that we've heard from him, right? Yeah. And you're right. He definitely is. You could definitely hear the the freestyle. And at this point, you know, he's he's definitely into the I'm not writing thing at this point. He's, he's, he's head first into it, right? Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I like actually some of the verses. I like the 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 quote unquote hook on there. You know, B makes me pause or whatever. Which I think maybe that's I wonder what Itis Itis kind of makes you sleepy. I'm trying to figure out what the title is. I'm trying to figure out what the connection is to the the title of the song. Yeah. So I like the song. I think it's a it's a decent song. Which it's not my favorite song on the on the tape, but yeah. it's a decent it's a decent start. Um, I think you I think we get it gets better. It's a um, it's what I like to call the mountain effect, where okay. Sephiroth is starting a little bit higher, like, you know, the peak is probably, like, in the middle, and then things kind of whatever. 
Um, but I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't mind this one. I don't mind this one at all. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, when the, when this these projects came out, definitely. I think at the time being, this was like the best sound quality wise. Like I said, I don't have a problem with the sound quality. This is like best sound quality where, like I said, Charles, I'm not sure exactly where he was recording from, but it definitely wasn't from the speakers of his MacBook. Like mm-hmm. he, he definitely went somewhere and had it a little bit more mixed and mastered compared mm-hmm. to, like we said, other tapes in 2011 and, you know, and, and whatnot. But no, like I said, for me, I'm just more used to tapes st- starting stronger so maybe that's why i'm being a little bit more critical about it because i'm just like man I'm, I'm used to really feeling the the first song a lot and the thing is i'm not sure how you guys feel about it but anytime if you don't start off a, a project an album well some people could be like you know what mm, yeah. i might i might i might be done already you might already checked out so the, the thing is like i said it's 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 iffy it's iffy for me you know, like I said, it's, it's okay, but I'm like, man, I'm, I was expecting more. I was expecting more. So. Fortunately, he does follow up better with Billionaire Bullshit. Uh, I think that's a really good record. The sample of Chicago Bulls, really nostalgic, you know, uh, of the greatest basketball player to ever pick up a basketball. <laughs> Debate your mother. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so like, just hearing that dun, 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 like that's, you know, it's like him stepping up to the mic. You get it, stepping up to the mic as Mike talking to Mike. I, I'm going crazy right now. Anywho, I, I think it's, it's three great verses. He's really talking to shit there, you know, and I, it 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 ties into the 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 tape, right? Mogul. I'm on my billionaire bullshit. I'm trying to, this is me trying to shed whatever the old Charles was, and now I'm trying to go into this new direction. So I, I, I like the record. I forgot that it was actually on this tape, and I added it to the playlist immediately. Nice, because I do remember on a previous episode, I think you made a, you might have made a comment about, yeah, this this one song reminds me of if someone sampled this song. I'm like, yeah, this song got sampled. On yeah. So now, now fast forward. So, but this song to me, I really love the song. This song I felt should have been the intro. Maybe I might be biased because the Mike Jordan okay. thing and just the the Bulls, you know, you know, three peat and three peat yeah. is one of those things for me. I feel that it, it's the theme of it, the sound of it. Charles, like you said, talking about the billionaire bullshit. Uh, real quick, Hamilvision, there's a video for this. Check it out on YouTube. Um, for me, the reason why I love it so much, because I guess with Charles being in his mogul status on this tape, he's realizing, all right, the stuff I was doing previously, yeah, I'm putting out a lot of music, but at the same time, who's really checking this out? I feel mm-hmm. like people aren't really checking it out. I kind of got to make a decision. Uh, do I want the love or do I want the money? And mm-hmm. I think that Charles is kind of grasping towards that of sometimes love doesn't pay the bills. I got to be on my billionaire shit. I got to be mm-hmm. rich and I got to make what makes sense and dollars and in thought process. But I really like it, like the verses. And this is when I can say like when Charles is freestyling, he's going back and forth and he's going like, in and out of the flow purposely and then like you forget oh billionaire bullshit like he, he reminds you like every couple bought billionaire bullshit it's like oh man oh snap but i think i think what he did was a uh, genius you know he did something genius of course mentioning dre mentioning jimmy ivy you know steve jobs all that type of stuff all geniuses in their own way but i i really love this this is how i th- thought that album should have started off 
That makes sense, especially if you again you're thinking of like the intro. That is the intro to the Chicago Bulls, like when they first enter, they do the starting lineup. So that would have made a lot of sense. I, I do agree there. Uh, money talks. Um, I had to go back and listen to this one. I kind of forgot what it was. Like even when like I was listening to the tape, I would go back. Like I listened when we first said we were gonna listen. Then I took a couple days off, went back, and I was like, wait, what is this? And then you go back and like, oh yeah, this is cool. So it's. It's um, it's cool. It's it's not. I wouldn't say it's like one of my higher favorites, um, but it's cool. It's it's. I would say it's better than Beitis, uh, but not as good as Billionaire Bullshit. Okay, so I agree with you. But with Money Talks, I I do like the song. Not saying you didn't. Uh, I really like the song. So how it starts off, I was a little iffy. Hear the sample mm-hmm. and whatnot. The I can't go for that. That's a sample that's been done a good amount of times. Yeah, but. How Charles does it, real smooth song, real chill. Once again, Charles is talking about money and whatnot, not letting it change you. But at the same time, he's realizing once again, all right, well, if I'm going to make this money, I got to make this money. At the same time, like, is it really worth my soul? Is it worth, you know, changing the contents of my character and how how I create and whatnot? Because at the same time, like, I know he's saying, if it really changes me at this point, you know, forget it. You know, you you can keep it. Because it's going to make me do something stupid. It's going to make you guys look stupid. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of how he felt on Interscope about, okay, being on Interscope and then maybe not soaring to the 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 heights that Interscope wanted him to be at. Mm-hmm. And then them feeling like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe even though we had this bidding war for him, this, this guy didn't pay the dividends that we thought. Mm-hmm. So Charles is being like, hey, look, I'm gonna give you guys what you what you need, but at the same time, if it's not working, let's just cut ties now. You know what I mean? Because there's certain stuff I'm just not changing. Kind of like with the sample, uh, I can't go for that. No can do. But yeah. I, I like the song. It's a smooth vibe to it. Something you could cruise in the car where you put the seat back a little bit. It has that type of vibes, uh, in my opinion. But I, I like the song. I really like it. Have to accept they are the next Charles Cause I'm on my billionaire bullshit Buy them niggas with a metro car Like let's go hard on my billionaire bullshit I'm the next to be a star Cause I'm still stuck as a Nobu music Alright Nobu music So uh, How do I explain this I think it's a good song What threw me off It has like a sonic feel to it I'm not sure if he's uh, sample sonic on it it has like some type of sonic, sonic songy feel to it. Sound mm. like a sample of it, but the thing that it, it kind of turns me off for the song is the the hook, and not necessarily the hook itself. I think it might be like maybe the filter that was put on that hook because mm. it sounds like I know there's like two types of hooks. It's either like the telephone type of hook when you're on the phone with someone to kind of mm. kind of simula- uh simulate that. Mm. Or when you're actually like a radio sounding kind of kind of sound, but it's one of those two that I I really I really didn't gel with. And I think maybe if he took that off, maybe just sung with just without that, it would have sounded better. Because I see what he's going for mm. on that hook, but Nobu music he, he's talking about just you know being being just just the type of music he's making, type of guy he he's he is type of guy he wants to be. But like I said, just when it comes to the actual chorus and whatnot, I'm like, ah, ah. But it's one of those things where it, it was recorded like that, and there's a certain vision. I just 
I think it missed the mark for me. Like I, I just didn't catch exactly what he was trying to do with it. But it has like a feeling of wanting to fly, I guess. Like just like kind of like tails, just like getting lifted up in the air and trying to soar and be the best you could be. But like I said, just that filter, that filter kind of kind of messes with me a little bit. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, not for me, bro. Um, yeah, uh, that that like to that that hook and that it just it just it doesn't it doesn't mesh with my vibes. Um, I like I know a lot of people, you know, they have their opinions or like it's divisive or how when Charles sings on songs, right? A lot of times he can. It's not like he has to like carry like a super tune, but at least make it like palatable, right? Yeah, and I, I get it. it. It sounded like he he was going for like the rock type of like screech thing, but I don't think that beat called for it. But it it also just could have been like we said, like the filter that he put on it. But like that that's like the only thing I remember about the song, and that's that takes me out of everything else, you know. Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard for me to be like, oh, the verses were fire and like the beat was cool, but it's like. You know, at that only thing I can remember is that is that hook, and so like that that kind of takes me out of like you know as far as making it it's memorable technically, but yeah. not for the right reasons for me, right? So that that that's kind of I would say that's like the low point of the of the take for me. Okay. Uh, but then purchasing NASA comes on, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is dope. Cause I accept heaven, accept hell, but sex sells And you gotta be a virgin until you're married to reach heaven So how else can I excel, waiting to exhale And I cheated on Whitney, knowing this is crack That's just, a, that's just a, I love that record I thought whatever, you know what it was? I was trying to, whenever I was listening to the tape I would, I would be listening to uh Nova music, I was like, I can't do this and I'll skip it. And for whatever yeah. reason, the playlist will skip over the purchase mass. I was like, dog, I know there's another song on here. What is yeah. going on? Now we go back, like, oh, here it is. Um, who's the sample? So it's You Are My Starship by Norman Connors. Okay, cool. I just again it's one of those very smooth. Now, see, this one you were talking about how this one felt like the last one felt like tails, like you know, soaring in the air. This one is that for me. And kind of makes sense with the space theme of just flying and being in the air. Um, yeah, I, I love I love this record. Um, it's another, and this one actually feels very Sega to me. Very Sega, very, you know. And he says in the, in the beginning, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's Sega, you accept me, I can accept you. You know, it's that type of vibe. And, right. I, you know, I always like, I always like when he gets in that kind of zone, right? And I think that, I think this was just a very good record. Definitely. So for me, hearing the song, it's just one of the things where you're just like, this is an instant replay, instant mm -hmm. repeat. I felt like this is one of those songs where, like I said, amazing song. It's a combo. It's a perfect combo of the wordplay, the beat, how how the beat was flipped and everything like that. Charles is talking about going into space because in the beginning of the song, he says that he believes in, in that type of stuff, you know, going into space and, and all that type of talk. And the whole time he's talking about, okay, just this is what I believe in going into space, going, going to being a higher being, a higher person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're trying to take people with you on that journey. And he does a great job of doing that. I, I can't, if, if someone says that they didn't like this song, if someone said this was like, Oh, I don't like the song or, Oh, this might be the weakest song. You're tripping. You're completely, you're tripping. You're lying. You are a liar. Like this song is, is one of the best songs on there. Yeah. I felt like this was, this is definitely one of my top 
top like two it's top one, three. It's one or two. Yeah. It's definitely one or two. I would I would I would say that for sure. Yeah, for, for me, I was just like, man, can can he do any better than this? And like I said, depending on what type of person you are, like I said, the the, the next two songs will determine that for you. But I was just okay. like, this is definitely like you like you said, certain songs go on a playlist. This is definitely going on a playlist. This is definitely mm-hmm. if, if I was to show anybody a song from this project, from either this or Street Rat, this is definitely one of them that's going yeah. on. But uh sophisticated Nikki. Um, so this is interesting because this is one of the one songs where there's definitely a A and a B side to it, right? Because right. both songs, there are two songs that reference that reference Nikki. And so it's like and they're they're vastly different, by the way. I I can't stress that out. They're vastly different. And we'll get to yeah. it in a minute. Right. Um but sophisticated Nikki. It was cool, right? Um, I would love to know the message of the song. So, I guess it's I guess it's more of, of trying to find, but even then, it's like, are you trying to find a more subdued version of this type of of that of Nikki, right? Like, yeah. are we talking like pop Nikki? Like, is that the, is that what we're going for? Like, you know, and then. It was weird because I, I, I would I would love to know what the message was for the song. What what did you get out of it? So I remember when I first heard the song and like the sample just drew me in. I'm like, oh man. And like you said, with this song and then the other Nikki song, um, yeah, they are vastly different. And I think that has to do with how the tape is, Mogul and Street Rat. But like yeah. I said, we'll get to it, we'll get to it later. So with this song, I don't know if he's actually talking to Nikki herself or if he's talking to someone else that might be also named Nikki or mm-hmm. someone else disguised as Nikki. It was one of those things where we, we talked about it earlier. So all of us remember what Rihanna being first introduced and being introduced to the music, having her own project. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, uh, Beyonce started getting introduced and Charles was sampling Beyonce and whatnot. Beyonce is still fairly new in the scene, I guess you should say. Not as new, but I want to say around this time, this is when Charles started talking about Nicki Minaj and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh man. So, and then he started like flirting with the idea of, okay, so there's, there's Re, there's B, there's Nicki. Yeah. Which, which one, you know, cause then he's starting to go back and forth on certain songs. Like, which one do I want? Do I want to stick with Rihanna? Do I want to, you know, go back to Beyonce? Do I want to mm-hmm. go to someone new like Nicki? And yeah. it's crazy because we all know how, especially nowadays, how Nicki Minaj is. She has her, her soft side she also has that rough and tough side she's a Sagittarius I'm an Aries so I, I get that dynamic mm-hmm. so it's a really it's a really good song the sample is uh by Dream because uh, his song is talking about you know being in love with Nicki but I don't think he's talking about Nicki Minaj but right yeah I remember, I remember when I first heard this I'm like this is a this is a dope ass song mm-hmm. I, I fuck with this I fuck with this song heavy you know so um I'm not sure exactly what the message is, but I think it's more of him just trying to talk to her and let her know, like, hey, like, I'm I'm interested. Kind of like just, yo, what's up? Like, this is what I got going on over here. Yeah. You know, I know you got your money over there, but we we might be able to have a, a great business uh together if, if we if we have a meeting of the minds, so to speak. Uh talk to us about Warren Buffett at Sin City. Oh man. So this is going to be uh, divisive. What I'm about to say now. Okay. This now now this is personal opinion. My favorite song personally, but there I have a bias. Wait, really? 
Why there's a bias. There's a reason. So let me explain. So the reason why is my favorite. So Charles had a original freestyle to this. That's not this. He had okay. a, he had a motive, and once again, lost to, to the sands of time and whatnot. Yeah. And he snapped on that. Not saying he didn't snap on this, but I'm like, man, I think it was on Ustream or something, but he had it on, he, I'm pretty sure he had it on YouTube as well. Before this project came out, he had a freestyle to it and he snapped completely. And I don't think there was actually like a, there was not really a message to the freestyle he did to this. Uh-huh. But I remember hearing the beat and I'm like, man, and I remember it got deleted. And I'm like, bro what happened to that song and then he came out with this i think he did great on this too yeah i i love the beat i don't i don't know what it is i love the beat i think it's just fire like charles is going back back and forth and in the song i think this is him kind of shedding the because song's called warren buffett at sim city i think this is him shedding the mogul thing him maybe being like you know what i tried the mogul thing mm-hmm might not be for me, you know. I'm shutting all that, and I'm I'm showing my my true self, and I'm I'm about to just black on this song and just go crazy. Let y'all know how how I really feel about everything, you know. Talking about he talks about a bunch of different things, like talking about certain women, you know. what I mean, like, hey, you're a stripper and all that, but I'm trying to make you a star. I'm trying to be a star myself. Mm-hmm. At the same time, homegirl homegirl stripping, and he don't want to put a dollar in a thong because he knows it's wrong. At the same time, though, she's trying. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's right. like, hey, hey, I gotta do what I gotta do, you know. Right. But bias that that's this is true bias telling you this is my favorite, just because like I said, the beat was crazy and whatnot. Um, it's like I said, between like I said, one and two, my second would definitely be NASA. But like I said, just I, I, the beat's just crazy to me. That's like that's like for me, I'm like me being an artist, I'm like, yo, I would definitely rap on that beat, but I would feel like I wouldn't do it justice the way Charles right. did. So I'm like, I won't even touch the beat, but I, I really like that beat on the song. Fire song to me. So I I it's a it's a cool song. I what I do like now is that how you just kind of explain how you think he was like shedding the mogul, um, the mogul persona. Cause now, cause I was gonna ask at the end, like, could we? I know we said that we don't know what order it actually is supposed to be in, but let's just let's focus on if it's supposed to be mogul the street rat, right? So. Yeah. To end this tape, right? As let's say that they are, he is shedding the mogul situation. So I had all this money, I did it, or you know, I've made it. I had all this money. Where's the best place to get rid of all that money, except for Sin City, right? So it's like that's that's how he's ending it. Just throwing all the money away, just going crazy for one night at the jump, shaking for a rich. You know what I mean? So like that's, I guess that's if we look at it that way, that's a cool way to end this tape. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like you say, I, I gave this a try. This is cool. But this isn't really me. So let's just go ahead and give all the money away. And let's go back to being who I really am. Right? You know what I'm saying? So that's... If I'm looking at it that way, I got a new appreciation for the song. It kind of maybe bumps it up a little from where I probably would have had it uh, without that explanation. Right. Yeah. So Okay. I feel you on that. It's one of those things where, like I said, for me, I wish... We had the original like freestyle. Cause I know that thing is gone. Like if, if I could compare the two and then show y'all, like okay, this is how he did on on the beat originally. This yeah. is what he did with it, you know. But overall, like I said, just with me, it's, it's definitely compared to how I felt the project started. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a little iffy on this to how it ended. Right. And I'm like, woo, you know, because 
this is only seven songs because with let's say that song i wasn't really feeling the intro then the, with the other song noble music i wasn't really mm-hmm. feeling so i'm like okay right now i'm, I'm five out of seven i gotta be at five out of seven right at that point anything less then you're just like and eh, probably not not interested in the tape you know mm-hmm. but i'm like he, he did it justice these the songs he really needed to, to snap on i feel like he he did well very well on. yeah that moves us into now wait yeah you want to rate this now? Let's rate them all both at the end. Yep, lock on technology. Put it together. Just you know, lock we're, we're, on technology. Lock, lock on technology. We're 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 not ending it. We're getting dropped off into the next game, kind of like uh, Sonic and Knuckles. You see uh, Sonic dropping down. Yeah, I feel like we're yeah we're switching. We're switching cartridges. We're putting in the other cartridge in now, uh, which is as a street rat man. Um, yes, now this one's a little bit longer, so. Uh, Let's kind of breeze through these as best we can. I want to give some attention to some songs. Okay. Uh, auction starts off. Now I would say Auction is a much better intro than Beitis. I, th- I I think remotely it's not even close. Yeah. Um, great hook, great verses. Um, and I feel like it's if we're talking about as a street rat, it's like now I'm now instead of being at the top, I'm selling myself again, right? And that and that's kind of the issue. I'm, you know, I'm a boy on the block. I'm a street rat. I'm back to the grind. I'm trying to get myself back out there. I'm there's a slave type thing in there. I don't really like that part. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm back to selling myself, right? And that and that's kind of the message that we're getting. Like I'm I'm back on the block. Here I am putting myself out there again. But this is a great song. Yes. Agreed. Like I said, when it comes to intros, like I said, Charles did a lot better compared to mogul and like you said great message she's talking about do you want to be another boy in the block so regardless if he's starting off as a boy in the block or he went back down to being another boy in the block mm-hmm. it's it's the aggression it's a tough beat the beat's going hard hard charles is trying to match up with, with the style of the song because it's one of those things where i feel like this is when charles is saying okay Y'all wanted me to be more aggressive on these songs. Y'all wanted to hear that hunger. This is me being hungry. This is me showing y'all I'm still hungry and I still want this, regardless if I'm signed or not. Great song and great message. Like where it's like, hey, if regardless of who you are, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta survive. Exactly. Uh, bicycle. Uh, what what does it mean to be Star Wars? Star Wars, like like Star Wars, like or Star Ward. Do you hurt the hook? <laughs> so here's what I got from the song, right? I I didn't look up the actual sample. I think yeah. it probably would have helped me if I would have looked up the sample. Nope. I, I meant to do that. I just didn't. It didn't? Doesn't? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would okay. have though. All right. So this this is what, what I felt because with this song, the verses are solid. Beats okay. I feel like how the Sample keeps repeating Star Wars, Star Star Wars. I think that there's going to be some people that might get annoyed with it. Not, it might not be for everyone. I think it's funny because I just seen a video recently about Star Wars. It was Freddie Prince Jr. I think I could be wrong. I could be wrong because he he was he used to be a writer for WWE and then he there basically some type of situation that happened where he was explaining to people basically Star Wars was originally for kids. 
and then for the i think the first two or three were for kids and then when the next movies came out it's for a different set of kids Mm. and a lot of people are you know there's so many people that are divisive in the star wars community the the fandom and whatnot Mm. and some people might think oh they're just stuck in their ways they're they're stuck like this they're not changing anything of course when they change something in star wars oh you gotta change it too much it's not how it used to be and i i think it's it's it, maybe they're talking about being stuck whether it's like creatively you're stuck mm-hmm. mentally physically you're stuck to a point where you don't know how to move on or you're trying to move on but it's still not sounding where it's supposed to be at mm-hmm. i think that that might be where we might be going with that because you can't please everybody and that's what goes with star wars or any music any film mm-hmm. you can't please everybody you're gonna you're gonna piss some people off so it's like look either you're a fan of the old stuff or you're a fan of the new stuff. If you like the new stuff, keep checking it out. If you like the old stuff, check out the old albums, check out the old product. Cause what do you want me to do? I can't, can't make both things for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Um, I like the record. Uh, again, another one. I was like, I forgot that it was on here. Um, I just, uh, when I go through again, when I go through stuff, when I used to go through stuff, I would pick the stuff out and then I would just those my playlist at home. So like when going back and listening to these, I'm like, oh yeah, this is where this is from. Playlist, right? Um, it's a good record. Uh he's very eager for someone to battle him. So maybe that's also kind of what we're looking at. Star Wars is a lot about good versus evil, force versus, you know, dark side. So maybe that's kind of what we're where we're trying to envision this because like and then what side does he see himself on would be interesting. Um, but big booty Nikki. Big old, big old, big old booty in her drawers. Big old, big old, big old boobies in her drawers. I'm on my grind, cousin. I ain't got time for bluffing. I'm trying to slide inside her muffin. Reason why? Cause her money is young, but money's old, and I'm trying to go old with honey. So one. And if she... This is. This is my preferred version of the Nikki song. <laughs> <laughs> um, All ratchet shit. Yeah, oh, this is uh, and this one has like, it's a, it has kind of like, it has like the harsh vocals or like filter as Nobu, but it's done in a better way, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not singing, so that doesn't really, but it, it the screeching, the yelling, it it yeah. it fits better on this type of beat. And again, great great verses. Um, the hook is amazing. It's just it's a it's a fun hook for what. This is just this is just ratchet fun shit, and I like that. Yeah. Um. So, like we were talking about, because sophisticated Nikki on mobile, like I said, it is more prim and proper. Yeah. Kind of seem like that. That's what it's supposed to be on there, on here. Big booty Nikki. You know, turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. You know, shut up and dance. It's like that's to me. I think that's like if he if he had Nikki uh, alone with him. You know, what I mean, in the bedroom, or whatever. He's like, yo. Yo, wild out, wild the yeah. fuck out. Do do what you're supposed to do. Like you said, the this the the yelling on there, it has the filter on there, and I'm surprised because when I first heard the beat, I'm like, oh, beats fire. And then when I heard it, I'm like, it's kind of like, now I wouldn't say peanut butter and jelly, but you know, it's one of those things where, now I don't eat this. Some people do. Where it's like, was it peanut butter and marshmallow fluff? Where you're like. Okay, you know these go together pretty well. I I wasn't right. expecting that. It goes together so well with the yelling, and then like I said, he's just you know telling her to do her thing, and then yeah. you know Charles is he he's boasting, 
you know, he, he he's going he's going through the bars like yeah. he normally would. And I'm just like, man, like I said, this whole tape, he's just showing everybody, like trying to show and prove, like, yo, I still got it. I can do the beat still. I can do the the, the song still. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I mean, just wait, wait. <laughs> it it just makes me laugh because, like I said, just I don't know how he came up with that hook, but it works. It, it that hook just works. But I, I I don't know exactly how Nikki would dance to it. You know, I'd be interested to see what what she would do to it. You know, what I mean, especially on me, but. Neither here there. All right, relax. <laughs> relax. Um, whenever Charles says, "Here go my hook," it's about to be fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about to be fire. Uh, now we'll say the next two songs are one hundred percent my two favorite songs on this on this tape. Start okay. with the fifth element. Very like this beat is very minimalistic. It's you know there's nothing like too crazy about it. But I just love these verses. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, and because if you, it, for those who don't know, for some reason, Fifth Element was a movie starring, who was that? That's, it's Chris Tucker. Bruce Willis was in it? I Willis. Think. Shout out to Bruce, man. Sad to see what he's going through. But shout out to Bruce Willis, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, but when you hear, when you hear the song and you envision the song, you can see, like, it really feels like Fifth Element, right? Just, yeah. Uh, I just I, every time I hit just for Bubba Uptown Bubba, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just crazy, bro. <laughs> I just get into it, bro. I love I love that record so much, man. Yeah. So for me, with this song, when I first heard it, I was a little iffy at first. I'm like, man, yeah, I get it. I was like, man, this beat, I don't know. And yeah. then he he drew me in with the hook. You know what I mean? Like, gotta tuck it in when yeah. I tuck it. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, so what what? When I first heard it, I think I was a little thrown off by the song completely. And then I thought about it a little bit later. The reason why the sample, so the sample, I'm not sure who he sampled, but mm-hmm. I realized I'm like, that's more of like an opera sample. And then a little bit later, Charles actually had that uh, Andrea Mendez album, the opera uh, album where he sampled just all opera. And I'm like, I think this is like a prelude to like him like trying it out at first. And I feel like with this project, Charles tries out like a bunch of different sounds. He's he's always trying different sounds and trying to change the game and change how his flow is and whatnot. But he was very experimental, especially on this song. Mm-hmm. And if you guys ever heard the opera a- uh, album, if you're not a fan of it, I, I won't say you probably won't be a fan of this because, like I said, it's an opera sample. Yeah. But I like it. I really love the hook. For some reason, I kept getting before I knew it was like an opera sample, I kept getting kind of vibes of like 808 and Heartbreaks. Like the uh, Say You Will, I think that Say You Will song by Kanye, that Got Drake yeah. reached out on. I kept thinking of that, like that beat kind of, you know, but I really love the hook on this. He, he, it's one of those things where like I said, it's a experimental song and you, you gotta, you know, you gotta be open to, 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 to like it. And if you're not, if you're going to be closed off, you're, you're just not going to like it at all. Yeah. FWP. FWP, um, another one that I really like. Uh, again, it's just I don't know what it is about him and just like these out of out of the left field like like titles and just like random things that he'll rap about. But again, I can't really explain it. But it's just that record just really good. It's just a really it's a really good. I put your furry white you on a pedestal. It's like, but why? And like, why is it furry? You feel me? Like. He was loving furries before anybody liked furries. He's the furry I, king. 
I don't know about that. I won't <laughs> say that. Yeah, 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 that. This is your words, not mine. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I, again, this is just one of those. Um, I can't explain it, but it's just a, it's just a fun record. It's a really good record for me. What I know about being hood. I don't know shit about being good. Kindergarten got a black mark. What up, Cleveland? Create a playroom. Shit. Breathing. Doesn't really happen when I gotta read in between these lines. Each time I do it, I find shit which requires. I think this is the record where this is it's one of those songs where Charles always samples funk and whatnot. Some mm. funk, something seventies, eighties and whatnot. It has a groove to it. And then you hear in the sample it says "fly" a bunch of times, like "fly," mm-hmm. boom, 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 "fly," boom, nah, nah, nah. and the chops are crazy on that song. Chops super crazy. Like you said, talking about putting it on a pedestal, and that's this is like this reminds me of like when Charles talks about him not having swag or him not having you know the 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 right capabilities to talk to a woman, but then he then he goes off in his swaggerless swaggy way yeah. of talking to women and whatnot and it, it just works like i said it just works and especially it works for him where anybody else if they did it wouldn't sound good for me i don't know why this kind of this beat also kind of reminds me of uh not sounding wise but kind of how he was chopping it and what he did with it with uh truth kills opposition a little bit kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of, like what he yeah. was kind of doing with that kind of like that that. That, type of, that type of vibe with it but i rock with the song i really like the song yeah um and we have hello sunday all right hello sunday so every now and again it's not often but every now and again charles will talk about religion and whatnot and not just the whole god is a woman or i believe in buddha or whatever it is that he believes in because of course throughout the years charles's opinion has changed but he definitely believes in some type of some type of religion um but this song i believe he's just talking about his religion his faith and the stuff he's been through, you know, all of us have our, our points of time where we question, are we believing in the right thing? Am I believing in the wrong thing? Is there anything that's actually real and whatnot? And I feel like he's just speaking about that. And this is kind of like, I won't say it's like one of the, the deepest songs he's ever had, but it's definitely like some type of deep song where I think you actually have to kind of sit there and actually listen to it. You might have to listen to it a couple of times to kind of get like a meaning from it. And for some people, let's say if you are, if you're not really into like religion and all that type of stuff, it might not really catch you like that. But I feel like this is him actually just talking to God, whatever faith he believes in. And it's kind of just like a, Hey, like this, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And, you know, just kind of carry me through, you know what I mean? So I think it's a good song. I think it's a good song, but it can get lost on certain people. Cause like you said, not everybody believes in God. Not everybody believes in some type of religion. Some people aren't really like, preachy and churchy like that some people can say ah you know that's just not for me instantly because like i don't want to talk about that sometimes it's uncomfortable for some people to talk about but i think it's a good song yeah it's a good song let's just get that out of the way i do like the song um i think it's one of those ones where where it's not like you say we don't, people don't like the preachiness of stuff so and this isn't preachy and also i don't think it's like fully like he grew up Christian. We we know that he said in, in a bunch of different songs. But also in the song he talks about how the what do you say the T and what do say the T in Hamilton is an upside down cross? Right. So like, you know, it's not like it's fully because you know he also talks about in Mogul, you know, I believe in I believe in God and Satan. So like it's it's a bunch of different things. Like 
whatever he is believing in, it's that's his what's called like as a street rat. I guess you have to believe in something. Everyone needs to believe in something, but yeah. more so as if you're starting on the streets and you're you're especially we take into account that you know that one cover that he has for this. You know, he needs a sign. He needs he needs something to believe in, and this kind of falls into that category as far as like this song goes, right? Um, right. It's it's very it's very much wrapped kind of like a prayer. The hook is right, and so I feel like that's you're getting three different prayers on the song on the song. So yeah, I think it's it's a it's a cool song. I I, I do like it. Um, High baby is next. It's cool. High baby's cool. Crazy, you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, you like high baby, don't you? Oh yeah, you like high baby. You you really <laughs> like high baby. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Favorite song. Favorite song. Period. Favorite okay. Song. Favorite song, period. Favorite song, favorite song, favorite song, Regis, final answer. <laughs> but um, nah, this song, amazing song. You know how we talked about purchasing NASA on the last project? Yeah. For this, for this project, Hi Baby is like that for me. Okay. Where I just kept playing it over and over. Uh, I fucked with the Tony Braxton sample, Making Me High. Cool. How the, yeah. the chops go with it. And this is one of them songs where I'm realizing, okay, when Charles is in in the pocket like this, mm. and he can freestyle and he's staying on topic because it's kind of like he's he's talking to a woman, obviously. Mm. At the same time, whatever their relationship or whatever they're going through, whatever they're dealing with, at the same time, they're they're high, you know what I mean. So that's just a <clears throat> two relationships in one, you know what I mean? Because it's just like I said, fire song. I just really like the song. I I definitely will tell you all this. Uh, bias or not doesn't matter. This has a video on Hamblevision on the YouTube. You better check it out. I think right now it's at like eighteen thousand uh, views. I'm pretty sure seventeen thousand are me. Yeah, dead <laughs> serious, bro. I would spam this everywhere and tell people, yeah. you know, check this out. Check out the video. This video was fire. One chain. This is one another chain. one where it's like, I feel like I don't dislike it, but I can't remember it. So you talk about it while I give it a listen real quick. Okay, I got you. One chain. It was interesting how it started because how Charles started the song, he was talking about um, a girl disrespected him. And I think for how the song starts, mm. it's a lot of stuff about Charles talking about kind of friendships, relationships, anything where mm. he's dealt with that. Like we said earlier, the criticisms he's gotten from fans, maybe from people in his in his life saying, hey, man, maybe you should do something else, maybe this and that. Whatever they said, obviously he's taken to heart. And the thing is, this is him kind of talking about it, being like, yo, man, like, should I end these friendships, these relationships, you know, because at the end of the day, if I do end them, you know, there was a love and a respect that I gave toward you that Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't get back. But at the same time, he talked like in the song, he talks about, uh, you're not going to take my chain. And, you know, in hip hop, that's the biggest sign of disrespect or one of the biggest signs of disrespect. You yeah. Get your chain snatched or how some people have put it so eloquently. This is this is real messed up. I think this is more disrespectful than someone saying, oh, I snatched your chain. You being relieved of the chain. Someone relieving <laughs> you of your chain. Like, 
Don't don't ever tell me that. Yeah, I relieved you of that. Yeah, like, don't no, don't uh, don't use pro- don't use proper English on me like that, bro. Don't. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> oh, I relieved you of your duties, man. The, the chain was too much for you, so no, I relieved yeah. it gently off your neck. Just to, no, don't don't no, ever don't, say don't do that. that. To me. Don't ever say that to me, you know. Shout to Young Bird, but <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hey, yo, he got relieved of his chain multiple times. You feel me? No, but seriously, um, well, one chain, like I said, I feel like it's him talking about you know being disrespected, and Charles has been disrespected in in, in the rap game. He's been disrespected in his personal life, and I think he just wanted to talk about okay, this is what I consider a friendship. Should I still consider a friendship and where do I go from here? Because I think with him, especially at this point in 2012, he was kind of trying to figure out, okay, who should I keep around and who should it, should I not, who should mm-hmm. I get rid of? Because there's a lot of people looking like ops right now. I don't know who I could trust, but right. I think this is him just trying to vent about that whole situation, how he feels about, you know, people just disrespecting him or not, you know, showing him the, the same respect that he showed them. Uh, Cybersex, Cybersex, uh, Staples, your boy, uh, big, big fifth, (laughs) (laughs) big fifth, uh, music part. Uh, it's, I like Cybersex. It's, it's another one of those, those screamy records, but it's fine. It's, it's nothing, nothing that I, I'm not against. Um, I do, I will say, I've said it before, like when there's, when Charles does a song where I know the sample or he does a sample twice, I usually just compare it to to the other one. And I believe he rapped over a music park on Problem uh, Authority. Which one? Problem with Authority, PWA. Yeah, it's Problem with Authority. Yes. I forgot what tape it's on, but I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. Okay. Um but I love Problem with Authority. So like when I think of like that's the one, bro. I love Problem with Authority. Oh, I want to talk about it now, but we we can't. We're talking about Cybersex. But Cybersex is a good record. Uh yeah. it, he does have some and you mentioned it, you mentioned it the last the in the last song or two songs ago. When Charles is quote unquote freestyler and he stays on topic, it's usually fire. It's just when he starts to do it and he starts veering off into different places. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay. I, you're taking me out of the song at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I like Cyber State. Cyber State is a good record. Okay. Um, it's crazy you said that because I was in my notes about, you know, uh, Problem with Authority, you know, because I remember, sorry, I remember hearing that before and I'm just like, okay. And I did the same thing comparing the two. And it's not really fair. I try not to do that. But it's yeah. one of those things where it's it's it kind of reminds me, like, even if Charles was to flip something, and he flipped it again, and then he raps on it again. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, eh, it's an okay song. I don't have really too much to say about it. It's okay. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I had nothing to say about this next song. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be 100 honest with you. All right, go ahead. We don't. We don't. We don't. We're very positive on the show, and we try to find the good and stuff. Yeah. If I have to do that. I will say that Charles's hook is very good on this song. Yes, and the beat is and the beat is nice. And I wish he had rapped on this song. So and I wish he had removed other people from the song. All right, so the song you're talking about is Spotlight, yeah. and that uh, features Trevor Ice and Keon Torres. So real quick, I'm not too familiar with uh, Trevor Ice because you know I don't think I've heard too many songs, but with him and Charles, or just by him by himself. Yeah, Keon Torres. When Charles was coming back, I remember. 
it was a big deal because we didn't hear for Charles in a while. Yeah. And Charles dropped a Rack City remix with Keon. Okay. And this this I think this is like our first time all of us hearing about Keon Torres. So we're like, okay, this guy Keon, he he kind of brought Charles Charles back to the light. Right. I don't know who he is, but okay, shout out to him. I feel like, like I said, I like the I like the hook a lot on here. Uh-huh. And I, it, I, it'd be interesting to see how Charles would have did with like two more verses. One thing I will say, like I said, is I, I can't badger uh, Keon Torres or uh, Trev because, like I said, I've never heard too much music from them. But I do have to say this uh, phrase real quick for anyone that remembers: if you were back in the, uh, the the lounge or the central back in the days, you will remember this: realistic verbalize. If you know, you know. Realistic verbalize. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that before? Uh huh. Hey, realistic verbalize. Realistic verbalize, y'all. Let's move on. All right. Uh, valet. So, uh, I'll start. So, with one chain, cyber sex, and spotlight. You know, I felt like the the tape was, you know, that this is like that was when like you know most people would be like they'd feel a certain way, you know, so they had to go. Song songs were going a little bit down, maybe they they weren't feeling mm-hmm. as much. This song brings it back up, and Charles has a great way of doing that because just I think his track listing is is underrated because sometimes when you have like a song like One Chain talking about you know God, cyber sex, you know, using the amusement park freestyle, then Spotlight talking about. If I gave you the spotlight, you know, what would you do with it? You know, the yeah. ball's in the court now. Then we're talking about valet. And it's crazy because the sample on this is by uh, Egyptian Hold Ya. I don't know if you remember that song from back in oh, the day. Oh, dog. That sample is recognizable. Off rip. Yeah. 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 Nicki, Nicki Minaj is on the remix. You know what I mean? Had Nicki on there. It's working yep. on me. You know, feel me? But She's uh not doing that. <laughs> She's a married woman. So? So what? She's a, she, okay, she's a married woman with the. Actually, no, I want to beef with. I want to yeah, beef with. Okay, hey yo, I didn't say that. Stick said that. Stick crazy. Said that. Stick said all that. Stick said. All you gotta all do that. is hide out of school. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. I gotta take a walk. Hey yo, that was the AS of yo's wowzers. You gotta put on your trousers anyway. So valet. Had the uh, Egyptian, you know, the Egyptian sample, fire song. It's like that dance hall feeling and whatnot. And with the hook going, pull up, pull up, you know. Every yeah. now and again, when Charles takes, like, beats like that, I actually love hearing that type of stuff. Like, I'm not going to say he doesn't do it enough, but I love hearing what he does with it. I like the song. I like what he was talking about in the song. I know at a certain point he was talking about, you know, Jimmy had him in L.A. And then, you know, Jimmy didn't really want him doing what what he wanted to do so he's like all right well i had to go do my own thing and that's why it's kind of like why he's back as a street rat you know what i mean trying mm-hmm. to find his way you know but i really like the song good song yeah i agree there i can't i can't say again a sample just sometimes that sample just can draw you in and that and that one is definitely what it does um right and then we end with world star controversy which now that i think about it i'm thinking about the cover again I want to say this is right around the time, and I hate bringing it up again because we don't like to talk about it, but I feel like this, when I remember this photo, I feel like it had to do with Sirius Jones in that barbershop or something. 
Um, it's crazy to say that because I I just seen that video recently pop up on like my YouTube, whatever. Yeah, I I'll, feel I feel like that's and that and when I see World Star controversy and we're talking street rat, I'm thinking those two things kind of connect. You know, but one thing about Charles is Charles will for better or worse, people who sometimes people self-depreciate, right? Or they they're self-depreciating and they they can easily poke fun at themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they're or they're able to poke fun at themselves but find a way to spin it. And I feel like this is his way of doing it in his own artistic way. Um, what did you think about World Star Controversy? So this is definitely a, a venting song because like how the hook goes, Charles is, you know, talking about proving himself. And I think this whole tape, he was talking about proving himself. And, you know, we heard in like Mogul how, you know, he was trying to step up and do this, this and that. Yep. On Street Rat, you hear the aggression on a lot of these songs and, you know, him trying to spit it, 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 as, as best as he can, as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. But he has a good point in the hook where he says, uh, who the fuck going buy my shit? Yeah. You know, he keeps talking about that. And in real in real life, you think about it, you know, from, you know, him being signed in 08 to, you know, getting dropped later on. And we're in 2012 where it's like, all right, well, Charles never put out anything at this time that was to be sold to be actually sold in stores mm-hmm. so i feel like with this song he's talking about yeah of course he's had a lot of controversy we all know he's been on world star for just like you know the wrong reasons you know Wh- whether it was the serious do- well here's the thing because you know the serious jones battle the first one was an sobs before the kendrick thing happened which was right. fun it's like hey he lost the battle but he he, he put his heart, heart into it it's cool mm-hmm. the second one you're talking about when he was in the barber shop where it's just like ah just it, it, it didn't go well for him Right. And other things, it's like, yeah, he is a controversial person, and he's trying to show y'all, hey, I could, I could spit with the best, I could, I could do do everything with the vets, but mm-hmm. at the same time, for these record labels, when they're looking at my track track, track record, they're going to be like, all right, well, yeah, you've done this, but you got a lot of negatives on your side, man. So mm-hmm. how how are we going to invest in you? And then he has to ask us, who the fuck is going to buy my shit? Yeah, and even you fast forward to now. There's only a handful of us that can actually say, Charles, I actually bought this album. I actually mm-hmm. bought this project. I actually bought this shirt from you. I actually donated money to you. I actually, you know, sent, sent some love your way monetarily. Because right. Charles says near the end of the project, he says, uh, you know, about love and money. And he said, you know, love is money. And this this aspect where it's like, yeah, you know, the love that I need to be getting needs to be monetary because... Mm-hmm. Love don't pay the bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm really going to be, you know, stepping up and stepping out, got to get paid, man. Got to do what you got to do. But how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, as far as, and again, I, I, it's funny because, like, my view on the tapes kind of depends on the outro of both. So, like, let's say now we're looking at it. Let's say this is Street Rat to a mobile, and that's how it's supposed to be looked at. Yeah. We're going, we're ending the tape asking, who's f- going to buy my shit, right? Who's going to buy my shit? Like, this is like the last plea, the last bit. And he's telling us, like, love isn't money. It's almost as if, and of course, he would never do this, but this is just the story that we're telling. This is, let's say he got all this art, he did all this artistic stuff on this on this album. And up until this point, like, it hasn't worked. And he's like, who's going to buy my shit? Who's going to buy my shit? And now this is him being like, well, I'm going to sell my soul and I'm going to make the other music which is the mogul junk so like now i'm getting off the streets at the street rap because i'm like all right i'm about to make the music that you that i should make quote unquote per se right 
And that's yes. how we get to the mogul part. It takes a controversy for him to be like, hey, I'm going to make this switch, right? Yeah. So now, I, now I'm still stuck. Like, which sounds better? Is it mogul to street rat or street rat to mogul? And I think that I like it's tough to think about. I feel like it's one of those ones where you could do both. Like yeah. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a specific way, but I think each way has a different message. Uh, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. You can do both because Charles has done both twice where he started off, you know, street rat, got got signed, got dropped, went back to street rat. And it's crazy you said that because how you were explaining the Wall Star controversy thing. Of course, Charles didn't sell his soul, but fast forward later on, where Charles talks about it in interviews in 2015, where he said, hey, man, like, I, I I was making music, you know, but I wasn't making money, and I need to get the acclaim that, that I deserve. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, he didn't sell his soul going to 2015, but that's kind of like what he ended up doing in real life. Like, okay, right. who's going to buy my shit? Yo, I need to actually talk to these labels, because I still have my talent, and I can still go somewhere in this business. So let me go ahead and do that. So once again, we've seen him. Hey, you know what? I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. But let me go back to being a mogul because that's what I got to do. And he did it again. And, you know, for, for better or worse, you know, he ended up leaving Republic. Back to the street rat, you know. And we might be foreshadowing, you know, in another two years or something like that. If Charles decides, hey, man, if there's someone that's interested, I could go back into the industry again. You never know. But I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And I like that, you know. It's, yeah. it's a circle of life. There you go. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, but we're here. We've made it to the end. Um, twenty twenty three. How how are we how are we looking at this tape? I guess the first thing we should ask is, wow. Before, what did you have as the better tape? And then after, what did you have as the better tape? But let's also still give. Oh man, do we give a rating just for the combined effort? Separate. You just go do whatever you think is best, and we'll go from there. All right, so um, 2012, when this first came out, I remember seeing the project come out and everything, so I remember all of this, you know, just like it was yesterday. Um, I, w- I was filming both tapes. I liked both tapes. It was one of those things where <clears throat> certain songs, you know, I, I, I was vibing with, certain songs I wasn't back then, mm-hmm. but I loved both. I will say, I think back then in 2012, I probably liked Street Rat more. I okay. probably like Street Rat more now in 2023. And I still, like I said, back then, I still thought you had to listen to both. You still had to listen to both. Now, right. I still think same thing. Still got to listen to both. You know, get the duality of man, you know? So mm-hmm. it's now, like I said, there's the songs I really like. I still like them. They still stand the test of time. It, it's, you know, been 10, 10, 11 years since. Still test, stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. There's certain songs that I'm like, you know what? I might not have been feeling it at first, but I like more. And then the songs I'm really, I was really iffy on. I'm, I'm still just, eh, I'm, uh, you know, just right. like that. So, uh, they, they have improved a bit for me. Now, if I was to say which one I like better now, mm-hmm. I would probably say overall, I would say project wise, I like, I like mogul better. I think I like mogul better, but overall, nothing is beating a high baby. So you know, what I mean that that's that's still favorite okay. song period no matter what but i think maybe that's why i liked uh street rap more because a high baby was on there i like mm-hmm. big booty nikki too and some other songs but um i say mogul i like better 2023 love both projects still mm-hmm. i'll say this um 
you know what? I got you. All right. So rating wise. Okay. Separately, I'm going to give Mogul a base Sonic. I'll give as a street rat base Sonic. Okay. But together with the super duper lock on technology. Right. It's it's getting it's getting supersonic. Okay. You gotta listen to Mogul. I, I think if you put them together as one big, you know, album, one big yeah. project. It, you, you can't miss because even if you decided to take off the songs like hey i don't like these two songs on mogul uh these maybe three two three songs on street rat you still got so it was it's like 19 songs technically before that so you take off yeah. like three or four yeah, 19 songs you take off like three or four of them you know you still got like 15 still got like 14 15 songs so yeah just, just as, a, as a project yeah so Separately, they're both bass sonic, but together, supersonic. Okay. Must listen. Must listen. Okay. Uh, so in 2012, I would say, I will absolutely tell you that I would have said Street Rat is, listen to Street Rat, I didn't really care for Mogul. Okay. I was listening, and I was like, it didn't just, it didn't, I don't know what I was listening for at the time, right? I felt like I will say that I think Street Rat sounded more like something that I would have listened to in the early stages of Charles yeah. versus what Mogul was. And it I just it didn't hit me the way it hit me today, right? So I would say Street Rat out absolute 2012. It's been one of my favorites ever since. Um but today I have a bigger appreciation for Mogul. I think Mogul is actually a good one, especially if we're talking like you got seven songs. I'm looking at one, two three, four, I'll say like five that I like, you know, that I think are cool. Like three that would actually playlist. So yeah. that's a great, that's a great, like, uh, percentage wise. That's a great piece of the pie. Um, I still think Street Rat is better. I think Street Rat just has a bunch of, a bunch of really, really, really good records. Especially if you're, if someone who's like an 0809 OG, and you're like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I stopped listening after you got drops. Like, listen, I would be like, go listen to Street Rat. I think Street Rat is that that would be something that you could get dragged back in. Like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the the energy just felt up like it was back in the day. I feel like that's kind of what I'm, what I'm kind of trying to explain. Um, so as a as a as rating wise, oh man. I'm trying to think. Street Rat is definitely a supersonic. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. Street Rat to me is is absolutely a supersonic. I I really 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 love Street Rat. Hey man, high high baby does that to songs, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, mogul. Yeah. Um, it can get a bass sonic, a bass sonic, like a like a Sonic the Hedgehog one bass sonic for sure. All right. You know what I mean? Like not Sonic 2 based Sonic, but like Sonic 1 based Sonic without the spin dash. It's it's good. So it's so orig orig original Sonic, not Sonic 1 that's on some of these mobile, you know, phones and on like Sonic Origins where it's like, hey, this is Sonic 1, but with the spin dash and we added yeah, the Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Sega Genesis 1991. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kids that be like, "Oh, I beat Sonic 1." Like, did you spin dash cuz that that wasn't there when I was when I was young. Like yeah. that wasn't that wasn't a thing, um, but yeah, with together 
it's definitely it's definitely a supersonic. Okay, it's definitely a supersonic because now that I now that you played that picture of like a story being told, and it can be kind of told back and forth either way. It it that that's a great concept. Now the more I think about it, and now that I like a lot more of the songs, it 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 paints a different picture for me. And I, I yeah, definitely a supersonic for sure, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to say that I'm glad that you know we actually listen to it you know together as one instead of like I said doing it separately because like I said it's going to have different effects you know like you said you really like Street Rat and then before you like Mogul Mogul's okay you know but you have a better appreciation of it now now that you know because yeah. I'll tell you this real quick I remember I beat Sonic Three by itself and I remember oh yeah I beat Sonic Three but I never beat Sonic and Knuckles and I never put them together so for me I'm like. Oh well, now I don't feel as good about beating it because I only beat the first half. Like I, I beat the halfway of the game. I didn't beat the yeah. whole thing, you know. So it's like you got got to do the whole thing, man, or or it doesn't really count as much. It doesn't it's a hollow win, you know? That's funny. I did the I did the opposite. I never beat Sonic three, but the only reason I didn't beat Sonic three is because I never I I never owned Sonic three. I would have to here I go old old me Blockbuster right. I would have to get it from Blockbuster, <laughs> so. I never beat it in the time period that I needed to, but I actually own Sonic, uh, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, excuse me, and I beat that. So we're we're like we do the fusion dance and we beat the game. So yeah, there you go. That's literally what it was for me. I had Sonic Three, didn't have Sonic and Knuckles. My boy had it, but you know it's like oh, you only borrow it for a, for a little bit, and I need it back. So yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, let us know what's your favorite. Which which one was your favorite? As a mogul, as a street rat. How do you feel about both? How do you feel about the story that, you know, we kind of painted with this one? Um, what were your favorite songs? Is High Baby really the best song on Street Rat? It's not. But anyway, <laughs> it's a really good record, though. Um, Thank, you. Thank you. But be sure to follow us on X. Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to say X. Sorry. Be sure to follow us on Twitter because we're not <laughs> allowed to say X. Uh, and, <laughs> and TikTok. As Star Chaser, well, Star CH Central on on X, and then Star Chaser Central on TikTok. Also follow us on YouTube. Subscribe Star Chaser Central. You can also follow us on our individual pages. I'm um, on Instagram at Stick Around Fifty Four. S D I K Around Fifty Four. Mike, where can they find you, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at y'all. Y'all know. Y'all know. They're singing it right now. They're right. singing it now. Right. Because we don't say X around here. Sorry. Um, but now nah, you're good. So uh, on Twitter, Mike D. Jackson. That's Mike D-E-E Jackson. One D, two E's. I'm going to start just doing that for real, for real. Um, and then on Instagram, the Mike Jackson, T-H-E Mike Jackson. Boom. There it is. You feel me? Yes. Be sure to share with your friends, share with other star chasers. Be sure to also, you know, engage in the conversation, man, you know. We like to see the comments on the YouTube page, on the YouTube videos, and you know when y'all comment on our on our uh, posts. Uh, Mike puts out some really good posts, some fun posts, man. Uh, so go ahead and check those out, retweet those, and also real quick, not to interrupt, I apologize. Um, no, no, let me yeah. ask y'all a question, real quick. So, you know, I'm not sure if everyone's still watching on the YouTube or if you're more of the audio listener. Are you are you listening on Spotify and Apple? Or are you watching on YouTube? Let us know, you know, because we want to make sure, you know, it's interesting to see how people are checking out the, the product. So if you're more of an audio listener, you know, because you're like, hey, I got stuff to do. So I got my phone in my pocket, got a plan in the car. Or if you're actually watching the videos, either or 
as long as you're checking it out, let us know. I mean, we're cool with that. But I just wanted to put that in there. So, facts. Uh, you know, we kind of started the pod late this year, but next year we definitely anticipate being in your top pods of the year. So be sure to be sure you do those spins because algorithms and all that bullshit, billionaire bullshit. Uh, but <laughs> this has been Star Trek Central. We are logging off, but we always encourage you to follow your dreams and reach for the stars. <laughs>